Hello and welcome to this special episode of your Sports Memo Podcast. My name is Calvin Emekamuka and once again it is my joy, my privilege and my pleasure to have you listen to us on this podcast. Um, this is going to be a proper, how do I put it, it's going to be just about what is going on at your football club at this point in time. I've got so many people from all across how we put it <clears throat> all across the, the world. Um, who is missing? Yes, but they, they will be here. <clears throat> I've got an Arsenal fan. I've got a Man City fan, United fan, Liverpool fan, Arsenal fans, and Barcelona fan. And this Barcelona, Barcelona fan is Moses Israel. We're going to start with Moses. Moses, where are you based? Yeah, I stay in Moses is in Portacot, Nigeria. Moses. And that's why I expect... I checked the league table. The La Liga league wait, table. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I checked La Liga table last night. Okay. Barcelona are sevens. Yes, we're sevens. <laughs> can I just say... Can I just tell you now, before you even start, before you go far, I am okay. having so much fun watching this Barcelona thing. It really, really is pleasurable watching Barcelona fans okay. squirm and squirm and squirm. So it's, it's allowed anyway. It's allowed anyway to pass the no problem. Well, t- tell me, how, how, how did you get here? Yeah, um, actually, uh, I think it's a, the, the, previous pres- the previous president that bought us this, this, this place we are right now. Mm. Uh, decision making is a problem for him. Wait, Moses, 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 move your move your mouth away from your phone a little bit. Okay, okay. Can you hear me now? Yes, that's better. I say the decision making for him is a problem. Mm. They make uh, wrong decisions. Right. You know, uh, before now, before now, when when we have Guardiola then that was two thousand eight, two thousand seven, like that. We we, we tried to that was, hey, long, that was a long time ago. Yes, we tried to introduce a young player to mm. the fold. Mm. And you you see that uh, they, they grew up with the coach. Right. And again adapted to the to the to the to the to the, to the pattern of the club. Mm. Which you already have already, as they say, the DNA of the club already. Mm. But when the, the president sell Neymar, that's when the problem started. Find some player that do not have this DNA, this so-called DNA the club mm. already had. Mm. So and uh, buying uh, Dembele, Coutinho, uh, Paulino, Gomez, those players, they are not Barcelona type of players. Right. Though they are good, mm. they are good, but the the spirit that Barcelona players have is different. We we, we know when Xavi came into the fold. Yeah. Uh, as, as I was saying then, the story says that Gajola wanted. They, 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 they wanted selling him but when Gajola came Gajola saw the good in him because he was already a product of this club yes. and um, we saw what happened to Xavi after Gajola after Gajola entered Gajola, Gajola was a basketball coach mm. the football changed and everything changed but the president making decisions wrong decisions for the club buying some players not have this this DNA so-called mm. DNA has really caused us this um, this problem we have right now but, but Neymar but Neymar wanted to leave Neymar wanted to yeah leave. he wanted to leave yes good he wanted to leave but I, I was thinking then if mm. we have um, if Neymar, Neymar money should have used it for that thing like 
Yes, there's a player that is like okay, like find a player that you know that player type to adapt to the adapt to the club. But he never did that. He just saw Dembele, but Dembele played where well at Dortmund. That he bought Dembele. That the next generation transfer he bought continue. Those players are not that player by Bakari. That was caused by this problem, and we are we, we run into financial 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 problems after that time. Mm-hmm. Now. And now, but in history, no club stays at okay. the top for so long. At some point, you are always, uh, always going to come down. Yeah, we, we definitely will go to come down. But you know, look at Chelsea now. Chelsea has been at like since now 40 now. They've been playing well. Chelsea. We know they change coaches, Chelsea but yes, they change coaches. But yes, they still play well. Last season they won Champions League. No clubs, no, 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 no clubs, no, no clubs stay for long. Yeah, we know for sure. But we went, we did consistent. Even though we know, even though we will not stay for long, but at least that's just been that in that in, in that pool of Champions League going to the semi-final and the rest. Not, not, not going out on the blue stage. It's a mm. problem. Mm. So you guys will be playing against um, <laughs> FC Odorekoko in. Um, in the Europa League. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. Nice, serious. Nice, serious. Nice, serious. It's a very big problem. I, I, I think we'll bounce back. Absolutely. I think we'll bounce. Sensational. We'll bounce back. Barcelona we'll bounce back. <laughs> so, because you mentioned we'll Guardiola, because you mentioned Guardiola, I'll come back to you, Moses. I've got to move to okay. um, the City fan. <laughs> Mr. Demo. Demo Shop. Man City. Pep Guardiola, Barcelona, and all of that. That's the link. That's why I'm I'm coming to you. Welcome to your Barcelona podcast. It's your first time, and I it's my fault. I should have I should have brought you on earlier, much much earlier than um, this episode. So thank you for being patient, and thank you for all coming on board. Um, um, what, good morning, and thank you for having me. What is the goal for Man City this season? Is it the Premier League? Or the Champions League? Um, truth be told, mm. um, the question is a bit dicey. Right. Um, because we have a manager um, that says um, it's not desperate to win the Champions League. Well, we all know Guardiola was brought into um, the blue side of Manchester. To deliver that, coupled with delivering a long-term plan for the team, which is playing in a particular style mm. and making the team profitable and all. So that's the background um, we all believe. But there are two sets of Man City fans um, that we know. Um, um, like you know, um, sir, I'm, I'm in the UK here with you, mm. so um, I get a lot of feelers, and we understand. Right. They are the Man City fans, the younger generation. I want to brag about being the best club in Europe and in the world. Mm. And if you need to do that, you need to win the Champions League. But they are the old Man City fans that suffered in the days of. Um, Stuart Pierce before the likes of um, Eriksen took over McHughes mm. that they just want to dominate Manchester because the other side um, Sir Alex Ferguson has tortured them mm. so they are enjoying the ride 
they just want to get one over um, the red side, which is winning the league. Mm. But if it is left to me personally, yeah. I still say it that irrespective of whatever Guardiola does, if he still can crack that Champions League elusive trophy, he, I, I won't still rate him quite high because Mancini, in my opinion, still ranks above um, Pep Guardiola in the history of Manchester City. Yes, because Man, yes, because Mancini delivered the first trophy. Right. Fine. Guardiola gave us a hundred points. Gave us, but if you look at it in terms of resources. Mm. What have been put in? Mancini Man- didn't have five years. Guardiola did have five years. Hey, but Guardiola has and earned the five years. We have to remember that he's earned it. Mancini needed to end his five years. His his defense yeah. his defense of his title was atrocious. That's why he was sacked. It was atrocious. Fine. The Italian man in him couldn't control the dressing room. Um, we understand. Mm. But another thing we will say is um. When you say Guardiola ends five years, mm. that I believe will be another podcast for me and you when we break down Guardiola and the PR machine behind him and the English sentiment when it comes to what they write about him, the things he does and the things he gets away with. Mm-hmm. Wait, but I will still say it personally. Yes. Wait. Personally. Yes. No manager will have the 2000 and 18, 19 season in Man City and still survive after what Guardiola did with that team. Being behind Liverpool and going out of the title race as early as November when we went to the trip at St. James's Park in Newcastle. That team was atrocious. But, of course, we know we had we have each owners who are obsessed with Guardiola. Wait, 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 wait. wait. And, wait, 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 wait. 2017 2018 season right no 2018-19 so um, when they came second uh, yes, yes um 2019-2020 season rather and when we went through the pandemic rather sorry yes. when they came second so no and they took us no. there's no way you could sack him for that there's no way you can't sack him for that come on like like I said, it's mm. not about fucking, but so many things would have been adjusted. But Gradola got a free card. He, and he's earned it. I, he's ended. That's my point. He's ended. Hi. One of the people call me a very unobjective city fan. And I, I will still take that because, like I said, and I will still continue to say it, mm. Gradola. Beautiful manager. Nine or eight out of ten times he will get it right. But those two times he gets it wrong, mm. there are key moments that can make or mark the club. Like the Champions League final last year. His cockiness cost us the game. Wait. And wait, my fear is this wait, same cockiness I cost us. Wait, 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 wait. I'll come back. I'll well, I'll come back to you on that one. It's just that you've not you've not answered what I asked at the start. But I like what you said. What I want to know is what just give me briefly, what do you think 
is the is the club's goal for this season. What will be a successful a successful season? Of course, what will be a successful season is always what has always been a successful season. They expected minimum deliver the um, Premiership, and of course, it's con- uh, is at the top of the table at this moment. We are playing goals later today. Play leads, of course. Um, the first half of the season is over, and even without his so-called striker, he's still delivering. Despite spending hundred million on a guy we never needed, what? Minimum deliver the EPL and go as far as um, the Champions League. That is what everybody believes in. But personally, mm. I still believe the elusive trophy of the Champions League makes up my Guardiola's history at Manchester. Right. Jamil, I will come to you. Um, I don't want to just cross the cross the city divide and come straight to you because you're a United fan. I'll go further down the road to Gogo. Um, who is a proper fan of those people? Um, Gogo, why am I, Gogo, why am I get, why am I getting feedback from you? Do, are you near a fan? Oh, then I think it, no. Uh, my mouth, is, my earpiece. Sorry, let me take it off. Thank you. Right. Better um, now. Yes, it's much much better. I have to admit okay. this to you. I don't know if you listen to. I was on um, Sammy Wajinia's show the other day, and I was asked for yeah. I was asked for one one performance, something that struck me um, during the week that was not talked about. What I considered my the main thing for me that week, and I picked up Liverpool's destruction of um, Everton at um, Goodison Park. That it was such a it was such a Monumental, disgraceful. They 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 went there and just toyed with Everton. Liverpool seemed to have been seemed to have gotten to that mood that they had when they won the title. Um, Ogo, yeah. Do you feel? Yeah. That, because not only are they showing it in the league, they're also showing it in Europe. They dusted everybody in the Champions League group, and there here we are. As I asked um, the City fan, Demo, I'm asking you, for you this season, what would what would you consider a a successful season for the Reds? Uh, um, a successful season, I would say the Premier League. I I we want that Premier League, not just because we want to equal Manchester United, but we just want the Premier League. So this time there will be no. Excuses for people who still think in their heads we See, won because wait, of the VR. Wait, 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 go, go. You people, last time you won the league, you brought us um, COVID 19 virus. So you want to win it yeah. again and want to shut down the world again. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Recently, I was just thinking about it. I said, this new variant, God help us. I don't want any excuse again. Before they win, now they say it is Liverpool. And sincerely, I think um, we just need to find a way to win. I just pray, you know, we don't go into another lockdown. All the Let, years, um, all Liverpool the years, all the years we were winning the league, the world was at peace. Thirty years down the line, you people came, won the league, and boom, the world shut down. <laughs> uh, uh, 
it's it's just a, a, an unfortunate coincidence. But uh, believe uh, me, uh, yes, yes, it's an unfortunate coincidence. It's it's not um, it's something that will repeat itself again. Thank you. So you won't it win just ha- happened that. No, no, no. As in the the virus, not we win it. Um, I I still think you know. Man City are favourites, but we stand a very good chance to mm. win the league. So my priority between the league and Champions League, I would say the Premier League. The Champions League, I don't want to win number seven, big years, but we just need the league. Not just because we want to equal Manchester United, but we want to be consistent with winning league titles. And um, one of the ways we can do that is bounce back from the debacle of last season the 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 last season was not a good show mm. so do you see pa- perform this season Google, yeah. do you see how many so times that, uh, do you see how many times you mentioned not just because we want to equal Manchester United not just because we want to equal Manchester United do you see how many times you mentioned that you mentioned that because that's actually what you don't want to, so that the uh, Manchester, we know that they were not when, and then we're we're back with the bank. So okay, make right. it number twenty so it becomes official. Okay, Jamu, you, you have heard City, you've heard Liverpool. Make a case for yes, sir. make a case for um, Professor Ralph, who's taking over at Old Trafford. Okay, uh, first of all, I'd, I, I'd like to say that the man has come in and, you know, from his press conferences to his formation in the first match, at least for the first 30 minutes, we saw a clear picture of how he wants to play. But, but in all sincerity, the gulf between United and City and Liverpool is too wide that, you know, sometimes you wonder how we got to, uh, to where we are at the moment. You know, Liverpool is just steamrolling over all the teams in the league this season, including the Champions League. In fact, their, 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 their group in the Champions League was sent the group of death. And I won't say it's a surprising, you know, turn out of the event, but that kind of defeated all the teams in the group. They won all their matches. Mm. But fortunately, and unfortunately, I would say that, you know, the, the board... They took too long Natalie getting rid of Ole. They took too long in getting, in getting rid of the man. And then, while some will claim that he has steadied the ship, I will not want to agree with that because we only came second last year because Liverpool had such a terrible season. And then Chelsea, at some point, you know, they were not doing too well. But because those clubs, you know, they have, they have rediscovered their forms, United is struggling to even play catch up. That's the reason a team like Tottenham, sorry, a team like West Ham, for example, who have managed, I don't know, somehow to put together a very strong squad, are way better than United. We may have the better players on paper, but they play much better football. But Ranjik has come in and then has begun to say the right things, do the right things. I was reading yesterday where he said that he was disappointed that the club is trying to get Pogba uh, to sign a new deal. That United is a big club, big enough, you know, to 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 attract any player in the world. That the club shouldn't be begging any player to play 
to play for them. Mm. And I was shocked that that uh, Pogba's rehabilitation was taking place in Dubai. Mm-hmm. That he went around the club, the head facilities, and was he was satisfied with what he saw. So he was wondering why United would allow a player to go and do rehabilitation in Dubai while they have some of the best sporting facilities at the ground in Carrington. So it's surprising that, you know, a lot of things had gone wrong at United mm. and we, we need to take, you know, a long time for them to be put together. And I think appointing Ranić is a, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a very good step as it's one of the first steps towards doing the right thing. And the man has come in and, you know, I believe this season we should be realistic and then fight for top four. Because there's no way we can fight for the title. Ah. We're already like some 15 ones behind the, the, the leaders. leaders. And right. the type of football we play does not, does not even inspire conf- uh, confidence at all. Right, that's where I was I think we should, we, should, we, should, we, should, yes, we should be modest in our, in our expectations this season. We are not, we are not at, in a position... What would be your, for you, what would be a good season okay. from now on? What would be a good a season? A good season for me, uh, realistically, I would say a top four finish would be a good season for, for all this season. Because without, without missing words, it, 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 it is clear that the other three teams, Liverpool, Chelsea and, and Man City, are way ahead of United. They have better players, they have better coaches, they have better organizations. And one of the major problems of United is that we concentrate too much on the business side of the game. Football is first of all football. Can we leave that bit? What the fans that, want to leave see. That, leave that bit about um, saying that they concentrate only on the business side. I I do not I do not okay. agree. I do not agree with that. Really, it's a okay. it's a narrative that has been pushed for too long. But would I'll come back to that? I am moving across to London okay. now, where I have um, three Arsenal fans, Deji in um, here in London. Mo, who is in Austria, I think, and uh, Ruti Mitata in Lagos. See, the three of you feel very free to butt in and say whatever you need to say with uh, whatever uh, the other person is saying. You, Rotimi, at the time, Arsenal looked like um, I am, Atata has found what I found out what the team should be doing. It looks like everything was going to go smoothly. But at the moment, since that crushing defeat at Anfield, it looks like um, well, things are going back to normal again. Hello, good morning. Yes. Thanks for having me on the podcast again, Emeka. Mm. Um, always pleased to be here. Um, since that defeat at um, Liverpool, mm. which I I guess should have been expected, really. When you take a young, relatively inexperienced team to go to the homes of um, to go to the home of um, Liverpool, you expect to get beaten. Credit to the team. The first half they put in a very good performance. I was really more than satisfied. But as soon as the first goal came in, mm. and then. Um, um, the more experienced edge in the team to not calm the points down, start making all those silly mistakes. It was always going to be around. Now, move away from where you are. Move away from where you are a bit. Okay. 
Is it better now? Yes, it's better. Okay, great. Now, we have a problem with Arsenal. At a previous podcast, I had said this. Arsenal have the right idea. For a club that doesn't want to spend overboard the way other things do, mm. you've gotten the right kind of players, but unfortunately, you have the wrong manager to put this team together. I said it that Ateta wasn't the fan. As much as I liked him, um, club um, history that we have with him and all of that, mm. I just felt that we needed someone a bit more experienced. And that has played out well when you see his in-game management, especially at some of his selections uh, for, for, for matches. The match against Manchester United was a good opportunity for Arsenal to actually stamp some kind of authority over this league. Wow. I sincerely believe authority. United was there for the taking. Arsenal, authority and league in one sentence. What does that yes. mean? Yes. You see, um, Calvin, you see, I've listened to a Barcelona fan yesterday, a City fan, and I always listen to a lot of uh, Manchester United fans. I think they suffer from <laughs> an overdose of DNA. Arsenal suffers from an underdose of DNA. All right. Okay. You okay. see, people big up their club. They get very upset when their club doesn't win a league title in two or three years. Mm. But in Arsenal, there seems to be this atmosphere of complacency. Anything goes, will be fine. Keep your heads up, boys. When you should be angry. Like I said, United was, you know, Arsenal, look at, and then again, the following match against Everton. Arsenal seems to be that kind of thing that you go to a struggling team and then you give them hope. Mm. You should go there with ruthlessness and bash them. United have been um, some kind of um, rivals over the years. This was an opportunity to go to Old Trafford like they did last season and, you know, decisively beat Manchester United. It was a close match. I think it was because um, Arsenal stepped off at the wrong period. They had a rush of blood to the head at the wrong period. And then players like Aubameyang, our captain, the ones that should be driving the boys, you know, suffering from a lack of confidence or, or maybe old age. I don't know. But we missed the opportunity. And I'm hoping that we can uh, just bounce back, starting from Southampton today. And um, go on to, you know, our development. Rosie, we stay there. I would come back to you to ask Resume you. Resume our development. I'll come back to ask you what would be um, a good season. Um, Deji, Deji, are you still shouting obscenities at your players or are you able to speak? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can hear you. I can hear you. Right. Um, this, I don't know if you heard what Rosimi was saying. Uh, yeah. What? what you're, thank God you're a coach. What do you make of um, Arsenal at the moment? Um, I have a slightly, dif- I have a slightly different viewpoint to um, what he said. Um, I do understand, obviously, that everyone wants a more experienced coach in, uh, you know, than Arteta. But I think you can't. There's certain things you can't blame Arteta for, and one of them being is the lack of form from the older players. Mm. Um, 
I think consistently one thing we've seen about Arsenal is that the older players don't perform. And the thing is, young players, one of the things you know about young players is that they're going to make mistakes. The reason why you have older players is because older players are more experienced. They're supposed to be more consistent. They're supposed to be more understanding of certain situations. Mm -hmm. But if those... If the older players, the players above the age of 25 plus, are not performing, yeah. if you look at Arsenal squad, look at our best players in the in the past season or even the past two seasons, um, majority of the worst performing players will be the older ones. Yeah. Um, which which in itself is very problematic. And if you look at Arteta's best season, which was obviously the first season that he came in, mm. um, that was a season where some of the older players were actually performing. Yeah. Um, and it was it was a mixture of. Uh, youth and age which works but yep. obviously yep. where where now that the older players are not performing I mean we kind of expect now that you know Obama Yang is not going to deliver we kind of expect that Thomas Partey will put in a half performance mm. you know uh, these are <laughs> and nobody wants to see Kolasinac in any squad um, so you know these you know these are the, these are the things now and that's why you know we're relying so heavily on Saka and uh, Smith Rowe. And what if you know both of them get injured? Mm. God forbid. But you know, <laughs> you know that's that's the situation. Deji, I, let me hold you on to that and ask you this: Do you think, because you're a coach, and I, I, I because I read a lot, I read a lot about um, <laughs> players, especially when they stop playing, um, and I hear, I hear stuff that they say. So I'm, the question I'm trying to ask here is. Do you think that these older players, the Partey's, the Aubameyang's, the Lacazette, do you think that they are, they are pretty underwhelmed by the stuff they are hearing from Ateta? I mean, the thing is, I think personally that older players should have some level of self-motivation. I think, part, I think, yeah, I think they should. And that's part of the thing that drives a lot of teams is the older players are usually the engines. They're the leaders. They're mm. supposed to be the leaders. Mm. But how can you be a leader in a team when you're underperforming? How should, why should I listen to you when I'm outperforming you every week? That's, that's the key point here. You know, you can't, you can't be an actual substantial leader mm. if I know that your performance are zilch. Yeah, then, is this not, is this not, um, are we not going to lay this squarely at the feet of the manager for not being able to transmit what he wants or to get out the best from his experienced players? Honestly, I'll, I'll say it's more of a it's more of a recruitment issue than anything. I'll, I'll say because if you look at people like Ramsdale, the way they came in, and mm. uh, Saka and mm. Smith Rowe, and uh, even Martinelli, when he's not playing, mm. Martinelli still you know he still offers something. He still uh, works hard. The other players still acknowledge his performance. Mm. Um, but a lot of the other players who are a lot older, you know, they're just on the pitch, and sometimes you just wonder like you've been on this pitch this whole time, but what have you actually contributed? You know, and it just goes on and on and on. And it's just to the point now where it's like, uh, unfortunately for Arsenal, a lot of those older players don't have any uh, resale value. Um, there's nowhere that we can actually put them. There's no way we can do with them. We just kind of just have them on the books. If we let them go for free, we, if we let them go for free, we lose. If we, if we sell them, we, we still lose because we won't get any, any real, real value for them. Right. I, I know some of you are, some of you listening, um, and some of, a lot of you on this board are a lot younger, wrote to me with big exception. When United won the double, when United won the double in 96, um, following Alan Hansen's uh, match of the day statement where he says, you can't win anything with kids. Right. I, 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 I remember that going into 
that by the end of that season, as much as the likes of Beckham, the Neville brothers, um, uh, Scholes and Nicky Butt, as much as they played very well, the United spine going into that season was filled with experienced folks. Peter Schmeichel in goal, Gary Pallister at the back, in midfield, King in midfield, Steve and, Bruce. Uh, Steve Bruce also, Steve Bruce, yeah, uh, with David May, and then up front, Cantona, Cantona and Cole. So, you know, that as much as the kids did play, they had the experienced players in the in the spine that helped. So, with what you're saying, with what you're saying, DG, it's you cannot really Smith Rowe, Odegaard, Saka. You can't use those people to go through um, a season and expect something great to to come out of that season. Which brings me expressly to Thomas Partey. What is going on with him? I think, I, I, well, personally, I think he's had so many injuries that he's now he's now struggling to find form. And whenever he does find form, he gets injured again. Um, and the other thing being is that I think um, a lot of people are caught in between what his actual role between the team is because mm. it's almost like they expect him to do everything. Mm. He's supposed to be the, he's supposed to be the destroyer. He's supposed to be the box to box. He's supposed to be playmaker. Yeah, and then there's also people who want him to score goals. You know, they're like, oh, Partey doesn't score enough goals. I'm like, how many things is he supposed to do? And no wonder he gets injured so often because how many roles is he performing? You know, mm. there's only so much the human body can do, even if he's a great player. Mm. You know, there's only so much you can do before you get injured. Um, and that's what keeps happening. You know, uh, one of my favorite performances, like most people, is the, the performance where you expertly handled Man United. I mean, uh, that that match was literally what he can act. That was that was him showing what he was he's capable of when that, he's in full form. Last season in November, right? Yes, right. but unfortunately, uh, every every time he, he begins to catch form, he gets injured again, and it's almost it's almost to the point where you have to start to question uh, you know that's the one place where you, you could probably call out Arteta where you could call out his decision making because when you see that consistently happening you have to make changes mm. so obviously the fact that he's not making those changes means that you have to ask questions so. right Mo come in you've heard your fellow Arsenal fans what what is your what is your take on the on the football club at the moment hello uh, hello. Yes, more. Yeah. We can hear um, you. Yes. Yeah. Um, good morning, everyone. Um, my take on it basically is, um, first of all, um, the appointment of uh, Michel Arteta at first was a, a very brave appointment because he was very inexperienced manager. He has never managed the club. At, um, he was always, always a second an assistant coach to, uh, when he was with Pep. Um, and I was one of the people that wanted to give him the chance, even though I didn't like the appointment. I wanted um, someone very experienced, mm. especially after what happened with Unai Emery. Um, we we felt like we had a lot of problems in the squad, especially managing the older players like Ozil, mm-hmm. Yang, Lacazette at the time. And we wanted someone that was very well experienced to probably manage the older players, uh, even though we had a couple of young players coming in at the time. Were very exciting, like the Sakas, the Emil Smithrow, and Martinelli. Mm. Um, but I, I have to say, the first season, especially with the FA Cup, I, I felt it was just a managerial bound. 
especially how a lot of people in the team were not happy with the manager at the time was Una Emery, people like David Louis. Um, this was a fresh new idea and a lot of the older players bought into the idea because they were like, okay, this is interesting. We're playing a bit more attacking now. Mm. And um, first of all, I feel part of the problems we have right now is that a lot of the older players are not buying into the idea anymore. Why? That's the why? That's why I feel. Yeah, why? Because I feel like... Why do you think so? Because this is where the same yeah, people carried him... Who carried him to the FA Cup? Yeah, because you could see even the body language of yes, Obama Young at the time it. in the first few months. And then you can see there's a change in body language now. Mm-hmm. He feels like his head is always down. He doesn't feel motivated as much as possible. And I feel it's down to the style of play. Because personally, I don't like the style of play. When I watch Arteta's team most of the time, mm. when we're playing... Uh, Norwich or we're playing Manchester City almost the same time. We have 11 men behind the ball and we try to stay in shape and then when we win the ball back we're too deep in our half. So it's the turnover possession has always been an issue. You see a lot of times when we win back the possession we try to take it back to the goalkeeper and pass it from the back which is a big issue because we don't usually counter things. I've noticed that a lot this is we try to build up play from behind and then when we get to the front Maybe our wing back to have a cut back for the striker, and then the strikers will hit the, the, the shot. But there's a lot of problems. Um, I feel like two years into the job, I still don't know the identity behind Atleta's style of play. Mm. We were not an intense team. We're not a team that pressed on the front foot. We're a team that sits back. We, we keep possession, but not effective enough where we can, we can cause trouble to the opposition. And that has always been the main problem I have. And this season, I think I I wanted to give him an opportunity because some of the signings he made. He, I, I know Edu stated that he wanted to sign players under 23 um, because he wanted to bring young, uh, young players into the team and then from then gradually bring them into the first team. Mm. And I feel like some of the signings, I, I bought into the idea when I saw or when Tomiyatu, Ramsdale, Lokonga, White, we're all playing, mm-hmm. and I thought, okay, okay, I think I like this. But the problem is that it was just it was just a temporary form because we played a lot of teams that we could easily beat. Uh, we went through the first three games where we lost to Brentford, Chelsea, and Man City, and then we're like, okay, these are fresh new players. But now it seems that we're back to square one again. Um, even though part of the games we won, we, we didn't play so well, weren't convincing. I felt I felt like the game against Aston Villa was probably most most convincing victory we've had this season. Even though we played very well against Forest at the beginning of the season, uh, um, when we when we won three mm-hmm. one, I, I felt like that was a, also you scored a cracking counter attacking goal in that one, didn't you? Goal. Exactly. But I felt like the motivation was because of the dead. You know, wanted to prove a point. That was part of it. If it was just a... No, because we played Norwich a few games afterwards and it was as if there was no motivation from the players anymore. Right. And I feel like part of the problem with party right now and it's because I feel he should have gone into the transfer window and brought in a competent partner for him in this year. And because I have noticed the lapses in his game, the Spanish La Liga is very different from the Premier League. The intensity in the Premier League is very, very high. And I don't think Partey is used to that yet. So that's why you see him give away possession a lot. If you watch Atletico with the way they play now, you see there's always time on the ball to look around, 
to give a pass, you know, but in the Premier League, no one gives it that that time. The, the team, most teams in the in the Premier League always are always intense. They press the midfield man. They notice the party is always under pressure and his confidence is down at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of problems. Um, I feel like a lot of we have a lot of underperforming players as well. The senior players, like we should have moved people like Shaka on and brought in someone in. But we we stopped with Shaka. Really? Uh, yeah, because. In the Granny Shaka, I'm talking about Granny Shaka. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, I know his I know his experience, and uh, but he wanted to go to Roma uh, at the beginning of the season. He was already flirting with the club already. Even when they were um, the uh, Euros was going on, they were asking him questions about moving to Italy, and he said, "Oh, he would like to and stuff like that." I felt like we should have brought in an ad- adequate replacement for him then, but we chose to give him a new contract, mm-hmm. even though he's experienced. But I felt like he has overstayed. I, honestly, at Arsenal, we should have moved in on for, for me personally. And we have a problem with creativity as well. I, I was watching the, um, the staff yesterday, who were 17th when it comes to big chances created in the league. 17th in the league. And we've only created 28 big chances in 15 games. That, that's, that's not good enough. And I feel like that's why a lot of the senior players are not performing well at the moment because I don't think they buy into the uh, Arteta idea. Uh, idea. They, don't, they don't buy into his ideas. Right. Thanks, Mo. Um, yeah. On that, I, on that um, uh, senior players buying into ideas, and all that, I have to move back to the Camp Nou and to Moses. Moses, you, I think at, yeah. when you started speaking, you did mention um, how uh, Guardiola's arrival as the coach after um, yeah. after Rijkaard was sacked uh, helped, yeah. yes, yeah. helped save um, Xavi's career at at Barcelona okay. now yeah. a man has gone around the houses and come back to manage and he will be managing this this Barcelona shown of Messi shown of Iniesta shown of himself he will not be there how do you, very briefly, if you can, how do you see him? How do you see Barcelona? Um, was the word Barcelona under Javi Hernandez? Okay, it's very difficult. Just speaking, uh, even though he has a that's that's one trophy in, in uh, the club he coached before he came to Barcelona. Barcelona is a different game entirely, different club entirely, mm. which has different perspectives. Uh, I've listened to DG and so on and so forth. They complain about that coach and the rest. So, Xavi is a good. I, I see. I think he's going to try. I can't say he's a coach now, but he's going to try. But I feel the time, the time with the club, the time with the player, you can try to that cohesive, that uh, friendly nature with the, with the players. Mm. They can be able to do something spectacular at the club. What I feel. Do you, do, do, do you not fear for Barcelona? Do you fear for Barcelona really in the next for the next two seasons? Because first, your you people are broke. Barcelona are skint, yeah. so you can't even you have to cook the books to be able to buy any decent footballer. Yeah. So, do you think that there will be enough patience to allow Xavi to build up, build the team, and then come back up? Especially if Real Madrid keep winning the league. 
and even going as far as winning the league and the Champions League. You know how irrational you people can get in that in that place. Yeah, I, I perceive before he took the job that he should have been uh, highlighted and how destroyed the club has been. Mm. And the money, money factor. So before he took the job, you didn't know what's going to happen in the future. Mm. You didn't know what's happening right now. So he has taken the job because he knows the club is going to have money. So he's trying his best to make sure that he builds something without this money. Mm. But uh, if they want to sign players, but right now the club is broke. I mean, broke. Get a player. Mm. Like, player like Continue does not need to be in that. I'm seriously. Don't me that. Play, play like a, play like a, a death. Do you know how many times you've mentioned Continue in this, in this place? What it, is Continue? No, no. <laughs> no, see, Mr. Kelvin, Continue is not a bad player, but he cannot um, uh, uh, try. He can't. Um, but he doesn't know how to. I don't know how to unlock his potential. Right. So, definitely have to. Because we can't. We can't keep on spending money or pay him this is wages every month mm. every, every week and uh, nothing comes out from it it's a great problem so I think we have to sell him player like Piki has to retire player like Dex uh, is not that kind of that kind of player mm. has to go so those, those players at least they will raise money for Barcelona to buy a player they can buy even though it's one or two they have to blend with the player and they pay something okay alright Demo Come back to the council house. You people have no shame. You have no house. It's rent from the council. <laughs> but it's okay. We'll carry on. Um, yeah, but, but we, we already bought it. We had, uh, so you bought one. Um, the Manchester council cannot dare sell it to you. No chance. Anyway, um, you, you don't sound like you're particularly... Um, you particularly like Mr. Guardiola. What is it about the way he does his job that does not sit well with you? Well, truth be told, it's not that I don't like him. Mm. But I just think the PR around him is a bit overboard. Um, I was in Man City before he came, so... There's no way in the world he will outlast me in Man City. It's not possible. He's a machinery, so he will come and go. Right. But there's this erroneous thought from people, mm. from the media. Leave the media alone. Man- um, what did you say? Leave the media alone. <laughs> I, that's, that's what I say. There's this narrative. Around Man City becoming Guardiola centric, and I think for someone that has been watching football since the early nineties, it is bad for the club. Whether we like it or not, within the next two three seasons, mm. Guardiola will leave. What if he doesn't? Uh, I- he would. It's not that he... What, what if he does it? What if he does cannot... Where is he going to go again now? Where is he going to go again? Even, Think about it. See, Uncle Calvin, yes. uh, even his body language, even his body language already is saying it because there were feedbacks from um, the club last season mm. that the likes of Tricky, Becky, Tristan, mm. and Sorry, I'm the name, and Fabian Soriano. Mm. 
came in for a project, Project Guardiola, dominated the English Premiership mm. and delivered the Champions League. Right. Reason it looks as if they were desperate to get in a king and a village this season just to finish the job. People will move on. And like I said, the fear I'm having is that team is becoming too Guardiola eccentric that by the time it leaves, the next manager will struggle, will struggle mm. with the profile of players we have. Because Guardiola focuses more on the technical players than what will give him results. Even Kevin De Bruyne said it, that Guardiola would rather lose his way than do whatever it takes to win. That aside, another thing I would like to say again um, is the future of the young players, especially the academic ones. Mm. If they have good academic players coming up, Guardiola is not giving them enough chance. Look at what happened on Tuesday. A dead rubber game, it was difficult for Guardiola to even start the marketing and cook farmer. These guys are future for the next five, six years. You won't have Kevin De Bruyne in the next five, six years. You can't go to the market all the time to outbuy everybody. But what are you doing? Guardiola is not incorporating these guys to the team. There is this highly rated guy, Jaden Graf, that went to the last season. Mm. There was almost an opt-out. That why are you letting this guy go when he can easily play back up to Raz or Foden? Instead of Guardiola quitting this season, you went to Birmingham. You bring that Birmingham boy, 100 million, that I still don't understand what that guy wants to do. Maybe you will eventually become a replacement for Kevin De Bruyne and Bernardo. Okay, fine. But there are still spaces for this guy. We are saying we don't have um, a striker. Fine, Liam Delap has been injured for a while. But are you telling me throughout the whole EDS team and the whole academic team, there is no someone that Gradola can just use to understudy Okay, fine, Aguero is gone. Maybe Jesus or this guy. You brought in Ferran Torres. Now, Barcelona wants to take back Ferran Torres. We know these guys are matchants. The only reason they are in Manchester, they don't like the weather. The only reason they are in Manchester is because Guardiola wants... Guardiola is there. They are trying to create a Catalonian style. But this thing will eventually end. Mm. Even if Guardiola does not go, one day, Ferran Sorano tricky will leave mm. what will be the future of the club sorry I'm taking a dig at you but we don't want to become another Manchester United you where not, everything can go you're too little to become another Manchester United please we're not, oh, on, okay. we're not on the same okay, level they take that. I take that but I'm just saying <laughs> the problem United has had the past because they've not been able to get over the fact that Fergie is gone and everybody is just being entitled. Thank God they have a professor that can take the bull by the arm. And I fear that is what will happen when Guardiola leaves. Whether we like it or not, Guardiola will leave. He has said it. He even said it mistakenly in one interview that he wants to coach the national team. I think he's more interested in coaching Spain or uh, Guardiola national team, maybe for the next 
2026 World Cup. That's another five years because they're not sacking Enrique anytime soon. Yeah, but even if we say another five years, five years is just 2026 World Cup. Mm. That's just two seasons after maybe Jurgen Club is um, Liverpool. So what will happen? And like I said, Guardiola met me at Man City. There is no way I would leave Man City because of him. It's not possible. Right. It's not possible. All right. Gentlemen, I, I've, I've actually enjoyed this one than I thought I would. What we'll do is that I will go quickly, quickly. Um, one minute, one minute with everybody. Give me your final views on the state of your club at the moment. I will start with Gogo. Gogo. One minute. Yeah. Yeah, um, I would say um, we're in a very good position now Sorry. because of um, what... Um, club building so um a big up to the guys we can do the double this is maybe add an extra core to the side it's, it's it's impossible it's not impossible as long as our players are fit um we, we thank, can you know we thank God for uh, i think there's still a debate about <laughs> you know afcon we derail you people we thank god for that please <laughs> Come on, I've come as you people. Please, I'm not having it. Um, Chamu, you have one minute on United. Okay, uh, I think uh, with Ryan's uh, appointment, we, we have you know started back on a, on a, on a good note, and with what we have seen so far, the man is going to you know carry out some. Some Such. very important, some some vital changes, mm. and I hope that you know we could we could aim for the FA Cup this season. The league is already out of it. We can't we can't we can't do both, but aim for a top four finish this season. But on the long term, I think we should be looking at the long term. You know, this season I've already gotten rid of Oli. We should be looking forward to what the man is going to be able to achieve. You know, the cultural reset is going to carry out and I hope that he's going to uh, lay a very so- solid foundation for the incoming coach if he's not going to be retained at the end of the season for whoever is going to take his place to, to have something, uh, a, a good foundation to build on. All right. Deji, final word on Ateta and Arsenal, if you can find it. Is shouting at his coach, at his players. Mo, take the gist, please. Okay. Um, for an Arsenal fan, I, I think the expectations are really low this season because of some of the players we have. Um, I think top six will be a good season for Ateta. Uh, um, I think the objectives for Arsenal this season, are, the expectations are low. Because I think we might finish in the top six uh, if everything goes up. But I personally don't think that will happen. Um, in terms of what I expect from the players this season, I, I expect some of the young players to do very well. Um, with uh, more experienced players, I'm not too sure about that. Mm. Um, personally, I think Ateta might lose his job if he doesn't finish in the, in the, in the European places. Um, I don't think the Cronkies will be patient with him after two seasons with the club. Um, well, I'm hopeful that we do at least 
qualify for an European place, uh, even if it's in the Europa League. Um, I think I'll be happy with that because I don't think we have the squad that can challenge for the top four currently. And yeah, that's that's my take on Arsenal basically this season. Yeah. Right, Rotimi, take us home with your final thoughts on um, Arteta and Arsenal. Uh, well, honestly, I think we should be at least six points above where we are right now. Wow. And we're all living witnesses to the matches that we played. Funny thing is, we've also played a lot of our tougher matches. So, as usual, Arsenal actually stands on the threshold of greatness. We should be contesting for the last last Champions League um, um, place, the fourth position with Paul and West Ham, I think. But knowing us now, <laughs> and with Ateta being our coach, I think it's more likely we a more realistic expectation to be in Europa places, and if the gods of football smile or not, a cup win. Mm. That should be the minimum expectation for us now. Minimum expectation. You know, you know what? This is this goes for all of you. When I was when I was growing up and when we were following English football, any coach, any coach that wins a cup is is done great. How come these days people go this is all Arsene Wenger's fault. This is why I have to blame Arsenal on it. It's all Arsene Wenger's fault. These days, if it, if if you don't finish in I, that's how much I ever sacked Louis Vangal after he won the FA Cup. Who does that? How do you sack a manager after he's won the FA Cup? And the only thing is because United didn't finish in the top four. <laughs> what nonsense. No, you see, Calvin. Calvin, you see, <coughs> the money, the money is in Europe. It's where you get into the European places that you make that extra bit of income. So the FA, one they, should, why. they should make yes. the FA Cup winner qualify for Champions League, ah. not the fourth place. Aha, that, that, that might be a solution. They should give so, the FA Cup winner the fourth Champions League place. But I would rather I would rather we return to this, the old days in Europe where the Cup winner's cup was a very prestigious competition on the, of its own. Yes. Where the FA Cup winners could come and showcase their 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 team aside of um of, of the Champions League and then um, the water down so far and now there's a conference league mm. and, you know it's all just messy I think football has changed listen gentlemen yeah. Mo in Austria Mo in the UK with me I've lost um, DG because he's busy shutting obscenities at his at his players in um, some place somewhere in London here Jamu and Moses in Portacot I thank you all so very much for being a part of this episode of your Sports Memo Podcast. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you really, really, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having us. Thank you thanks. for having me. Thanks for having us. Thank thanks, for, thanks for having me, Calvin. Thank you. And you, my listeners, I thank you for being a part of this episode of your Sports Memo Podcast. Until I come your way on the next episode, my name is Calvin Mekaunka. Peace out.